This is Mint5 Bytes, your number one news aggregator for navigating the world of NFT, Fi, and FinTech. Subscribe to our daily podcast and newsletter to stay on top of the market. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Mintify Bytes. I'm your host, Elir.eth, and today I'm delighted and honored to welcome a very special guest, the man himself, Shiv. Shiv is a bona fide superstar in the space. He's building a world-class community with low pudgies. He's got two cannot-miss spaces in The Playbook and Whale Tank, with, of course, our boy Whale Swoosh. He's been throwing the best IRL events in the space, period. He is revered for his work in elevating Web3 brands, and he is, of course, a notable advisor here at Mintify. His works, spaces, and more can be found on his ex, at Shivster. Shiv, I'm so happy to have you here. How are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, and I appreciate the intro. Honestly, I can't wait to get into this. Uh, and of course, we've met IRL as well. It's a pleasure. Pleasure to be working alongside of you. Yeah, that's why I've been super hyped for that as well. Obviously, when we started doing Mid Five Bytes, there's so many interesting people that we wanted to talk to. But of course, you were always at the top of my list. One, just for your work ethic and this amazing stuff you've done over the last year. But also just because you're someone that's given me such great guidance and how to grow and be a real professional in this space. I mean, even for you, being one of the best spaces hosts, you have a real way with words. But of course, it's credited to your work ethic and your ability to create value for people listening to you. So of course, it's a no-brainer. I had to get you on here. Right off the bat, something I love, you have up on your Twitter, some of the, the pudgy guys were talking and you quoted the tweet and said that you'll always go in with being the underdog mentality and you'll always try to exceed everyone's expectations. You were saying that you've tried many different verticals in the space. Some were successes while some were failures, that everything has its timing and that your mentality is never gonna change of working as hard as possible every single day. That definitely motivates me, but it paints a picture into who you are and why you are the man you are today. So I'd love to hear how you would describe your story, your come up, and finding your way to the position you are now. And maybe some stuff people don't know or wouldn't know about your journey here. Yeah, nah, it's um, it's a very motivating pin post that I have. And I think, just touch on it before I get into my journey, think we're, we're in a space where it's such a amplified echo chamber and everything you say is definitely taken and amplified. And when projects, creators, whoever it is, you know, when you say something, you're setting an expectation. And oftentimes people set expectations way too high and often miss the mark multiple times. We've seen this with from projects to creators to just genuine people who we have in space. And trust is a factor that once you lose it, it's really hard to gain. And under-promising over-delivering is always going to be the forte. And make sure I exceed that comes through not being complacent and having a very high underdog mentality no matter where I'm positioned in life and or in the space. So I thought I'd just throw that in there and I think that's going to be a cool factor in terms of like how I progress forward. It's making sure I give everything my 100%. But yeah, I think a bit about me. Um, I guess some people might know this, some people might not. But uh been in the space for three years. So essentially the peak of ball. Been around just before that, shy of that. Uh, heavily into DeFi, trickling into uh, JPEGs and NFTs just to see what the hype is about. And when I've seen JPEG sell for 30 grand off a $600 mint, I think it, 
it brings anyone in, right? But with me, I've always grown up on the internet. I've always grown up playing games, gaming forums, guilds, clans, to soaking in so much social media and culture growing up from Vine to musically to TikTok, Instagram, etc. Really soaking in the evolution of social media and online communities. And the main thing I realized was Web3 and NFTs is the next step in online communities where people have such a deep emotional connection to online assets they own, where they can freely trade them out, trade them around and own them. Never seen anything like that before. But so someone like me who's always grown up on the internet, this was like, I have to stay here. This is where I got to be. So I stuck around for a while. And going back to the post where I've tried so many different verticals, I failed. Um, I wanted to be full-time Web3 for a while, but I didn't know what the route was, nor did I have those opportunities come my way. So I took a lot of different positions when I was starting off. Positions such as a moderator, collab manager, manager, uh, and all sorts. Figure out what works for me, and most importantly, gain a ton of experience. Gain a ton of experience and then leverage it was really a key factor in terms of where I'm positioned now, where I'm playing into my talented strengths and making sure that is the leverage in my own personal brand. So I went from doing all of that to doing like hundreds of AMAs with like alpha groups and whatnot, then starting to really build my own social presence, creating content has always been something I really enjoyed as being like creative as, as I can. And also doing my shows, uh, Most Detectable, Playbook, and The Whale Shows. Um, always been a big fan of social audio and how much impact that has in social sentiment and also obviously educating and gaining people. So I've always been someone who publicly speaks and I realized there was a lot of negativity and toxicity in the timeline late 2022. So this is where I really started doing my spaces. And fast forward over a lot of improvements and iterations, I have two notable umbrella brands. And it's been pretty exciting on that side of things. And of course, um, working out pudgies, which we get deeper into as well. Yeah, I think that that's something so refreshing that people love to hear is that nobody had really an easy journey. I think if people, if people had an easy journey, it's almost like karma comes and gets you. The only people that really are going to stay here and stay consistent and understand what they've built and appreciate what they've built are the ones that really had to grind and go get it. You had to try a bunch of things that that mess up and you had to do every position to be in the ultimate position. Yeah, nah, and you can see that. You can see the people who are shining now. And I say this often, it wasn't overnight success. It wasn't, you know, one day they woke up with hundreds of thousands of followers because the people who did they're not here anymore. Because the people, yeah, the people who definitely were in the trenches every single day and technically still are, they still appreciate every moment they have and they're still grinding, they're still trying to take where they are right now to the next level, even though they're absolutely crushing it. So you see a lot of fantastic people shining. There's a lot of hard work that went into that each and every single day. Yeah, I mean, like we were just, we were just in the bear. We were just in a place, everyone was pessimistic. And now... We've based our success on our internal success, where before it was like, oh, well, we need validation from all these other industry and kind of outside voices. You know, I would say 
right now, building brands in Web3 is more rewarding than ever. And, and what I love is that a lot of that hard work that was previously unnoticed has been reaping great rewards. Uh, being at Mintify since 2022, since the fade of the bull and then into the bear market and interacting with so many communities, I've seen who really took the time during the bear to truly lock in and build for not only their own communities, but for the entire industry to be where it needs to be. I'm super proud of our entire team at Mintify from going free product to building the most rewarding ecosystem for traders. Another community that has beyond smashed it is the Pudgy IP and Lil Pudgies. How did you lock in with them? And what are you most excited about building with the Pudgy and Lil Pudgies community? Yeah, nah, it's, um, it's a journey that I always look back on and I'm super grateful for. It's, it's pretty funny, right? So around this time last year, I actually met the team for the first time. NFT Paris. Yeah, uh, I met the team for the first time during NFT Paris and the way they treated me was really incredible. And I wasn't a holder back then, but I got treated like a holder. They really took care of the people around them. And that is really impactful because, you know, the moment I got home, I was shopping for pudgies, pudgies, etc. And then I ended up picking up a little pudgy, not the one I own now, but I picked one up just to be part of the and fast forward as time goes by, um, I'm enjoying the activations they're throwing in New York. The way they're building was definitely something that caught my attention. You know, you come to Web3 for transparency, right? Come in because you want to have a clear cut picture of how projects are building, how brands are becoming made and whatnot. And no other brand was really doing it as prevalent as Pudgies. So it was a no brainer eventually when I came to that I want to rebrand myself to a little pudgy mainly because I saw no one else representing it on the timeline as much as the big when you think about chads like on the timeline right initially there weren't many people doing it as a little pudgy and I thought I would take this vertical in my uh, career as content creator or whatever it is growing my personal brand um, and also as a thought leader so when I rebranded, I decided to really got you know galvanize a community around me or who are looking to get into the puddle through a little pudgy and making sure they feel just as welcome and just as important as a member of the huddle. And I started the show alongside alongside some little pudgies called the Iceberg Radio, which is fantastic because we talk about what's happening in the ecosystem and beyond as well, collaborating with other like-minded communities. And overall, making sure people our men feel empowered. That's the number one thing. When you join a online community, when you join a project, you want to feel empowered. You want to feel welcome. That experience is super important. And a big focus online is doubling down on it. Make sure the people that join come and stay. Oftentimes people might buy it for the wrong or right reasons and it's our job to have them stay. So I was very passionate in terms of building alongside my IP and then fast forward, um, had the team reach out to me. Yeah, I find with the pudgy brand science, it's it's almost like, you know, you see a little cartoon penguin, you know, you're gonna feel you're gonna feel accepted like one hundred percent. You know, Pudgy obviously had a fire event in Miami and then just the last two months doing insane stuff with overpass and you know, Walmart. Do I even need to say more? Uh so many places have fallen into place for the brand and it's come from having an accepting community. And also just the team pushing ideas forward. I literally have, I literally have my pudgy, my little pudgy that I got from Bing Bong Miami in the the little claw machining. Makes me think, yeah, obviously that was kind of an intersection between pudgies and Bing Bong. 
It was such a good time, but it was obviously not the first banger event for everyone and everything Web3 that you have thrown. It's crazy to think, and I only realized this after the fact, for those who don't know, I met Shiv for the first time at NFT London. There was a dystopia event. I remember they had like all the sushi. It was amazing. Uh, but I was there. I met Shiv. And when I met this guy Shiv, I was super impressed just from the way he carried himself and the way he was just willing to listen to me, who really at the time, I was really just starting out in the space. And I was like, yeah, he's the, he's the guy for sure. But I, it's crazy. I didn't realize until you tweeted later that that was also your first ever IRL event. Uh, and I had no idea. How did you go from that, that, that being your first IRL event, now really having the IRL spaces scene on lock. It was, um, it was pretty interesting, right? So yeah, that's pretty hilarious. That was both our first IRL event. And there was an eye opener. It was an eye opener. I think I met a lot of dope people that night. And a lot of people who actually I was friends with actually flew in for NFT London and they were at the event. And that event made me realize the importance of solidified community bonds. Right, we we have a massive community within the Web three sphere, but solidifying and really making those bonds stronger is super important. IRL events activations do that amazingly, and it was the friends that actually I met at the event that told me that I need to play into my strengths. And then fast forward, you know, next thing when I'm traveling for NFT New York. I realized people spend thousands of dollars traveling to these events, but they get lackluster co conferences, events, activation. Things are not being thrown together properly. And I thought, okay, I got connections. I got people who I've done events for. Let me put a few people together to do something pretty dope in New York. And this was more so for fun because um, I just wanted to do an event. And fast forward, Bing Bong happened to be... <laughs> It was a meme because the name Du Wong came from like that, those Vine clips or those TikTok clips back in the day from lockdown. And it was a rooftop bar that we had in Manhattan, open bar. We, we knew what went into a great event, a mix of a party theme, but also you want to network and get you know, a lot of individuals around you. So that being said, we put two and two together, had Brands Associated gave a lot of stuff away. It was pretty dope. And we had around 400 plus people come, which is a massive success because we weren't expecting that many people. That being said, people wanted more. So we did one again during uh, Vegas, Zuki Vegas. We had a massive mansion. We threw a massive pool party. And it was, again, another massive sellout, which was saying around 400 people came. And obviously our latest one that we had was in Miami with around 500 people during our event with a ton of different activations, like you said, from the core machine to the arcade system. Because we really understood what goes into a fun event. We come in and you actually leave with people you remember talking to, uh, having a great time and, uh, you know, merch or anything to give away, such as the pudgy toy that you have. And... It was through IRL events where I met some of my best friends with, where I met the Pudgy team. It's where I met the people who I do events with. It's met, like I've met so many people I've worked alongside with IRL events. It's changed my life better. And I know it's changed other people's lives for the better as well with the people. You get into rooms of conversation with people that you typically wouldn't uh, get into. And they can be very fruitful. So 
I like giving back because this space is giving back so much to me. So mm-hmm. I want to double down on that this year, especially moving forward with Big Bong. Make sure when we do these events, they're, they're definitely going above and beyond from what we had last year. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. I think Bing Bong New York back in April was a fire event. Then you guys had Las Vegas, then in Miami. And of course, now you got Paris coming up. I just want to say shout out the entire team of Bing Bong legends. You know, Gianna, she's brilliant, faded, top G, Suni, Brahmi, all real professionals and just elite. And of course, irritated. You know, that's someone who really has been a brilliant mentor for me coming into the space on everything Web3. Obviously, though, you guys did it and it's a success story. It's been amazing so far and it's going to continue to be amazing. A lot of times we want to take the mentality of you either watch things happen or you make things happen. But making things happen is difficult. I want to know, do you have a lesson from creating Bing Bong and hosting those first events on how to kind of pull the trigger on something and how to be comfortable taking risks and just doing something, being like, I have this idea. Let's pull the trigger. Let's do it. Yeah. Nah. So that's the beauty about doing it alongside um, other people. I'm not taking this journey in this space by yourself. And it's that saying that you always hear. You can you can only get so far yourself, but when you go with others, you can get much further. And when I do anything in this space, this is a common theme. I collaborate with other people from content I do to spaces and show. Uh, to my work and obviously my events I do alongside other people and a team so when it comes to key decision making you know we get an array of different opinions and thought processes going into it which really allows for yes and no straight away when it comes to proceeding with things Um, and I think that's super crucial to have that you don't have yes men around you and you have people who are critically thinking like no this is not going to work we need to reevaluate this wide Z so when it comes to doing these events, one thing I realized, and it's not even just the fact with everything, right, is the space is moving at such a hype active rate that you just got to be super agile and flexible when it comes to your work rate, your work ethic, right? You, there, there are going to be days where you don't want to work, but you have to get stuff done. And working till hours that you typically wouldn't want to, just to make sure things are hit and making sure that lines are basically met. It's a, it's a funny space to be in because you're sacrificing a 9 to 5 or a 24-7. But it is way more enjoyable and cool once everything pays off, that's for sure. So I'll say really, really understand that in this space, your, your work ethic is super important. And you just got to be that flexible. Yeah, I mean, that's the main thing. That's like we said earlier, there's people that came in and it was all about hype. It was all about, let me flex. I don't know. A lot of people just had the wrong idea. They had, they were motivated by the wrong things. You know, nothing comes easy and nothing has come easy. And even when you get to the point you're successful, I've always said like success is, if anything, losing is almost, for a lot of people losing, the reason why they choose to lose or they choose to have the mentality of a loser, because it's easier because, oh, I don't need to do anything. It's like, I can mope around, you know, success comes with work. They even say, uh, you know, pressure is a privilege because if you are working hard and you're successful, there's going to be pressure and there's going to be a lot on your chest. That goes to you. I mean, it, when, when you reach that top, it's nice, but it's very busy. You are consistent. That's what I see. That's what everybody sees. And you have a lot going on within like one week. How do you kind of handle stress and pressure and just stay consistent? And what's, what is the one thing that's key to your work ethic? 
Yeah, no, nah, this is uh, this is a very bold question because Web three is very much a space where it diverts your attention to the next mess or the next thing, and like, you want to be a part of it. Because FOMO is such a massive factor. But how do you stay focused between all that noise? It's something that I definitely had to get used to very early on that you can't go and chase every shiny, nor do you want to. Most importantly, you got to understand what are the key metrics and like vision you set yourself out for this year. Uh, something that's helped me is, you know, with the year started, have a list of goals I want and actively working towards because anything you want to do, you want to do it that lives outside of, lives outside of what other people are also chasing because that's where true success will be, where it can exist without people constantly want to chase it and then chase the next thing. And also, more so how I carry myself out through my day is I work alongside a lot of chats. <laughs> I think live and die by system and processes and keeping myself organized from little things using, you know, a calendar to using programs like Slack, Notion, tools that are made there to help you manage your day. If you're not using them, you're doing something wrong. And when I say working long side chats I work alongside people that I trust what I mean by that is if I give them a task or a task is given to them I trust them enough to get it done that I don't have to go and micromanage it I don't have to go out my day and manage it so what I what I can focus on I can truly just focus on and that allows me to really perfect what I do so if I were to like recommend how you can you know carry around through your day and make the most out of it Use the systems and processes that, like that are there, like Slack, Discord, Notion, etc., and work alongside people that you can hold accountable as well. Because if we're all trying to win, everyone is. That's facts. Yeah, that's one of the best blessings in just building. I mean, for me, one of my biggest blessings from being in space is building relationships and knowing that someone who, let's say, they have a good work ethic now, I know that they're going to do amazing things in the future. And I just, I don't know, I love to see my friends. I love to see my team win. Uh, you know, we're here because we kind of want to change the world. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's very true. I don't know anyone in this space who isn't a dreamer, but also an underdog. Someone who wants to literally innovate and be a game changer. This space, like you said, don't chase the shiny thing, won't even look the same in three months. Where do you, I know it's a, lo I know it's a loaded question. I know it's probably a very basic question, but where do you see the space going in five years? And what's your ideal future? That's the question. Five years is something where it's somewhat hard to predict down the line, but I think with the direction that space is going in right now, it's somewhat. What I mean by that is when it comes to projects that we have in space, you're going to notice we always like to see a massive shift in projects and companies. Projects acting like projects and projects becoming a company is two different things. And acting like a company, like being a company takes you much further than just being a project that mids it out doesn't want to do. Because what we're going to see is a lot of projects that weren't sustainable uh, die out. And a lot of projects that come companies have that sustainability, have that runway, and truly have a vision set out of what they want to do in the future. Those are the ones that people are going to bet their eyes on. And those are the ones that are going to succeed. Now, what we're going to see a massive shift in is for the sake of the argument with PFP projects, 
them being more on a, a brand instead instead of just like hey guess what you know we're just a pfp project and that's it you can see a massive shift in people actually wanting to do more stuff with ip or not that's going to be a good thing as well you're also going to notice a massive massive uproar in gaming as well i'm massively bullish on web3 gaming but i would say the meta rises and falls all the time but web3 gaming is very prevalent and that's going to be huge especially in five years time that's going to be one of the main reasons that brings a lot of people into the space through gaming utilizing the tech in the background and when it comes to the people within the space you're going to notice there's a massive shift in the people that we have from creators thought leaders um your average degen to a lot of other roles within the web3 sphere being super empowered because every role that we have in the space is super important from everything that i did as a moderator collab manager community manager those roles are still super important essentially the backbone of a lot of web3 communities and brands and from creators and thought leaders we need them and ambassadors too so you're going to see a lot of people a lot of people in those positions being super empowered and especially as time goes by they're not going to be seen as roles that are looked down upon but uh they're super important to have within i 100 see that because people if they have a strong work ethic then they're gonna grow in whatever role they're in collab managers for example is very fruitful because at the end of the day if you're working with on a daily basis the con the actual direct to contract of projects and you're doing that in an industry that's kind of new, well, then you're going to have a lot of experience by the time that, you know, whitelisting or allow listing. I know there's been a lot of debates on that recently. Uh, either way, that's going to be mainstream because that's just how NFTs are processed and done. Even with developers, you know, a, a lot of the motivations for people to come in Web3 is like cool stuff. That's why gaming is great because people want an opportunity to kind of move around ownership in games like they never were able to. A lot of developers love Web3 because they just think, you know, I'm not a developer, but they love talking about Rust on Solana. Like, cool. <laughs> You know, even it's it's crazy. I was talking with someone the other day, uh, just graduated with software engineering degree. They're like, I would I would love I would do anything to work in Web three. I think that's like so cool. For me, I'm obviously very interested in the creating side. Content to me is key to growing anything. And I remember really the golden era of YouTube changed and created so many new personal brands and created so many new audiences for tech, gaming, fashion, personalities, whatever. Speaking for myself, you know, my goal is to create great content in the space. And I know that's shared by many others. I want to know, in your opinion, what type of content creator is going to be successful in the coming years and what do creators need to do well? That's a very good question because there's no right or wrong answer. What type of content creators are going to be successful? Uh, almost every single one. I think the beauty about co creating content in the Web3 sphere is there's so many different ways of doing it. Each one is just as impactful. From videos and video editors, they're going to shine to people who do a lot of written content from use letters, threads to long form. X is just going to become more and more of a powerful platform as it gets more optimized. And as it has more features, those creators are going to win as well. Where I'm placing a lot of my bets on is social audio. And of course, I've got a bit of a bias here when it comes to the shows I do. But we understand the impact these spaces have. We understand the impact these podcasts have. Social audio is somewhere everyone can have a voice 
in the moment and shine and educate and entertain others, thrive Web3 culture, thrive community, galvanize community, educate people around us, educate who are just joining the space. I think social audio is definitely going to shine even more as more features get added in. I think recently we're going to get a video when it comes to these uh, spaces. So that's where I'm going to place a lot of my bets on that. Social audio is going to be a massive factor driving Web3 culture. And on top of that, you're already starting to see it with a lot of projects doing spaces, doing shows, um, and how much of an impact that has on their ecosystem giving them a voice, giving the community a voice. So that's not slowing down. If not, it's picking up and it's only getting better. So I'll keep your eye on that. Yeah, what I like about social audio so much, especially in relation to NFTs, is that so much, well, one, there's already so much confusion, even with people that are been in the space for a while. If you go on a lot of these project sites, like their white paper, their docs, or their tweets, like super cryptic, like no one understands what's going on. When you have, when you're on a space, a project can actually just say, oh, oh, it's like this. Oh, and then all the listeners are like, okay, that makes sense. And you can still maintain the sense of kind of mystic and you can still not, not reveal everything, but people like personalization, right? Even though we can be anonymous in Web3, people want to, you can't distance yourself too much from the audience. People want to understand things in the slightest way. I actually just, I only just thought of this just now, but uh, obviously so much of that social audio is monopolized by X and it's it's hard to predict. We've seen social fi kind of, has its highs, yeah, has its lows, definitely as well. Uh, do you think X is always going to have that monopoly on kind of Web3 creating or where where will it go from here? I've talked about this with a lot of people, but... It's interesting because we've had other social media platforms rise up, really not thrive when it comes to Web3. And what I say is we definitely do not want to go against the wheel, right? Web3 communities and culture is so heavily built on X that having a massive shift over unless we have to, it's just not going to happen. X is already such a powerful platform because it already taps into the heart of Elon Musk and always has. And if we want to talk about other social media platforms, we're going to talk about what's already existing out there. You know, TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Those places are still super underexposed when it comes to Web3 culture. And most importantly, they're not really heavily accepted. So I would most likely say that those platforms should be definitely kept an eye on as Web3 grows, as the culture and community grows. You're going to see more creators posting more on those platforms. And most importantly, there'll be a growth coming from it. And also live streaming as well, which ties into Web3 gaming, where a lot of um, games are going to live stream their games on Kick, on Twitch, and grow a platform there and a community. But most importantly, I don't really see a new platform coming up and overtaking these giant monopolies that have been around for decades. Yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of hype that's come up and come down. But until I see something stick, and to be honest, I think it will just completely come out of surprise. And it's going to need a lot of trust to generate. Well, Shiv, I can definitely say I've learned so much from you today. And I think all of us listening have. I want to genuinely thank you so much for coming on here and sharing your story, your inspirations, and the process that goes into your work. Thanks, Elif, for having me on. This was a fantastic session and honestly, uh, really got me thinking about a lot of prospects um, of this space looking down the line. I hope this uh, definitely helps someone who's... So. I appreciate you, man. With that being said, 
I will see you all on the next episode of Mintify Bites. Thank you all for listening, and let's keep building.